So, so he gets up, he gets in the car, and he, he starts driving, seemingly not really knowing where he's going, right? And he drives past a diner. Yes, he's in Odessa. He's in Odessa, Texas, yeah. And he drives past a diner, and he looks up, and of course, what is the name of the diner? It's Judy's Diner. Judy's Coffee Shop. Judy's Coffee Shop, whatever. Judy was the important part of the title. It, it was, but I just thought, you know, well, it was coffee as well. Oh, sure, so sure, it's bound sure. to get his attention. Uh, so he sees that, and he pulls in. And he goes in, and you know, there's a lot of open floor space, which is kind of weird for a, a, a restaurant like this. Because you know, it feels like a sitting diner more than... It does. It feels like you're wasting your yeah. space. It looks like it's almost like a dance floor sort of thing. Yeah. But he, he goes and sits down, there's some other people in here, and there's a waitress. And honestly, like my mind was doing jumping jacks, because they were concealing the face of this waitress for a good couple of scenes, not scenes, but shots here. Yeah. Like, they kept, they kept, you kept hearing the voice, and you seen, see the hand pour the coffee and whatnot, but it wasn't until she came up to Cooper that you actually see her face. And the whole time, I'm like, Who is she? It's Annie. It's Annie. It's Annie. It's Annie. It's Annie in the diner. Oh, you, you were desperate for Annie stuff, weren't you? I wasn't desperate for Annie stuff. I was just... It's no different from me expecting that old Chet Desmond in the last episode. I was just, just, you know, I was waiting for the surprise. And obviously it's not. But I do think this waitress was very specifically moulded to look kind of Annie-esque. Like her hair, the way, you know, there was a lot about it that reminded me of Annie. Uh, She comes over, gets on the menu, whatnot. He asks if there's another waitress who works here. And she says, yeah, but she's off. She's been off for three days. You know, kind of, kind of like, oh, she's been off for three days. I've been covering her shifts, the bitch. You know, kind of that yeah. uh, sentiment. And then he he sees the waitress being kind of uh, groped by these... They're, they're, they're credited as cowboys. Cowboy, yeah, they're all, all wearing cowboy hats. I mean, they're in Texas, I suppose. But, uh, and he, Cooper being Cooper, as much as he seems a little bit off, so since they crossed over, he seemed a little yeah. bit off. Here he's sort of like, oh no, leave her alone because he's Cooper. Right, exactly. He can't he can't stand by yeah. and let that happen. So, so obviously the big guys come over and like, oh, who the f are you talking to? Well, who do you think you are? Um, and it escalates, and like he he actually tackles the guy's gun off of him, kicks him in the balls. Then the, his friend goes to pull his own gun, so he shoots him in the foot. Yeah, this is where I was like, man, Cooper's really going overboard with these guys. Yeah, yeah. When, when he got to the you know, when he was shooting the guy. And it's almost, and again, it's almost like the stakes are so high that he, like, he, he can't waste time. I, I don't know. Like, uh, this is kind of my explanation it, of it. Again, it's you know, but he, when he, you know, he stands up and he, he's walking around with his gun, he's not keeping it pointed at them specifically. He, he's holding it all around the room, and it kind of feels like the whole room's, you know, he, he's he's in control of the whole room, not just them. I wonder. I wonder if I read that as if. Uh... Like he's, he knows he's crossed over into somewhere else, and he's not sure who who a foe might be. And he, he's oh, like, no, that's fair." But again, the way he was holding himself and walking reminded me of the Doppelgoop stuff. Yeah, but he's not entirely Doppelgoop because he he's he, not no because he he did the right thing by stopping. He, he intervened. It's almost like he's using the edge of Doppelgoop to achieve his own yeah. goals here. Which again, interesting. It's a good performance that we can actually have three distinct things here we can have cooper we can have doppelcoop and we can have this weird combination not to mention the you know doogie coop and everything else we've had Uh, he has been you know mvp of this season so there's a fun little thing where he puts all their guns on the uh the fat and again the little thing here that felt like cooper to me was that he asked where the you know where he hang the fries he's like oh where where do these hang and then then 
well, after he puts the guns in, he t- you know, the guy who's on the other side, he goes, look, I don't know how hot this oil is, but you might want to move out of the way just in case these guns go off. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 like, it's, it's like he gives him the warning. The oil mate set, yeah, set the bullets off, the gunpowder and whatnot. Um, but he asked the other waitress for the address of the the waitress who usually works here. And obviously at this point, we don't know who this is. We're like, who is this other waitress? What is going yeah, on? It's like, but he knows. He's clearly going for someone specific. Actually, I think I'm right. This is just, I just, I'm thinking about it. I think he kept trying to change the past, but it didn't work. Right? Okay. So, this was the new plan, was to cross over into a new timeline or a new reality and get a, get a Laura from there. And that's why he gets this new set of instructions with the fourth of Yule. I think that's where technically the, that takes place. Like, I think, see, see, see the, the, this last time at the start of the episode where Laura disappears behind him, right? Mm-hmm. I think he goes into the weight lodge at at that point because he realizes this is hopeless, and that's when we have that scene that took place at the start of the season with the yeah. fireman. And this okay. is the, this is where the new plan is formed, where he's going to go somewhere else, and that's why he tells remember Richard and Linda because that's kind of who you and Diane are going to end up either swapping with or who you're going to be. Yeah, yeah. and no, having no. I can see it. That works for me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, yeah. There's the more I think about it, and the more I'm thinking about that that scene with the giant, because we don't really, we don't see that scene in this episode. We don't actually get it. I think that's a really notable omission because we see so much of the you know the snippets of what we've got in the red room with Cooper. Yeah, but, but it, nothing it, from that. But it comes in. It, it all the information that was brought up by the giant does come into play, and he he knows all this information, which is why I'm thinking it's it's at that moment because he's right next to the entrance. Like that's where he was about to go with her. Mm. And this is where he's like, he has this final, like, no, this isn't working. I think that's when he goes back into the, uh, he goes into the weight lodge then, and that's when we have that black and white scene with the fireman that we had at the, th- the very start of the season. Okay. That's that's my thinking right now. I mean, uh, people can debate. So anyway, he goes to the, the, the address. He pulls up to this house. He goes up. Slow, long walk. We're tracking all the way up the path. And of course, I want to point out at this point in the episode, I'm like, alright, this episode is like nothing we've had before. This is him going full David Lynch where he's, he's presenting these new ideas and of course it's going to have meaning to us based on all the other stuff we know, but it's like, no, no, we're in a different kind of game for this couple of... Again, last episode. feels like Mulholland Drive. Kind of, yeah. Like, yeah the, the last third of that movie. Where, like... Yeah, it changes, yeah. It has that kind of feel to it. And sure enough, he knocks on the door and <laughs> Laura opens... Looking different, looking like we've never seen her before. Obviously, she's, she's at our current age. She, you know, she's whatever, whatever age she would be now. Uh, but her hair's a little bit different. She's wearing like you know jeans, and she's kind of almost house mom kind of looking. Yeah. and and she opens the door when when he says it's the FBI, because you know she's like, who is it? And she's been careful and goes, oh FBI. She opens it immediately and she says, did you find him? And and, and obviously, do, do you know it's funny? So much happened after this. I completely forgot she said that. She did, and I immediately wrote down like. Was she talking about Billy? Uh, Is some, yeah, yeah, you know, Billy. universe, alternate timeline bleeding stuff going on? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Billy's a, a good idea, actually. Uh, is she talking about Billy? More on that later. Because <laughs> um, that lines up with something, some other thoughts I've got. Yeah. Um, but he's like, and he sort of asks questions. He's like, so you're not Laura Palmer? And I think she says her name's Carrie Page. Because at first, I thought yeah. she said Karen Page, and I thought, what, are you just taking the character from Daredevil? I, I thought she said Kerry. Okay, I think. Uh, but then, uh, but yeah, it was yeah. Carrie. So, Carrie Page. It's like, oh, so you're not Laura. You don't have anyone named Laura. And then he's like, just kind of like, look, I know this makes no sense, but 
you are Laura Palmer. I need to take you to someone in Twin Peaks, Washington, and you have to speak to. And do you know what was interesting? Well, the stuff that that started to you know convince her he was serious is you know you said your father was called Leland and your mother was Sarah. No, mother is Sarah. Mother is Sarah. Sorry, it was but, it was past tense for Leland, present tense right. for for Sarah. You're right, but I thought it was interesting that you know they've still got their names. Well, no, that's the thing, Cooper. He's just, he's referring to his own world. Well, no, that, that's true. Yeah. But she, she that's when she stops, she pauses and kind of has that moment where yeah, it's, it's like, like she, it's like she remembers something. So it's like it just triggers like a little reaction. Yeah. Um, but this is the thing because this was the point where I was starting to doubt myself about uh, or they've crossed over because he says this go to Twin Peaks and I went oh so it's still a world because I, I thought he'd went somewhere completely you know. But then he's like oh let's go to Twin Peaks you need to go and I was like oh man he needs to take her to see you know Sarah like she has to she has to confront Sarah maybe Sarah seeing Laura alive will force out Judy and send Judy back into the, you know, the Lodge world or the, wherever she came from. Like, the yeah. the love, the emotion of seeing the daughter that she mourned over is what's going to send her, send Judy the monster back. Like, I like yes. that idea. That's where it immediately came into me. And I'm like, oh, so maybe we are still in our world because he's, he's taken it, obviously, we'll get to where we go. But uh, that's what we're Yeah, I was thinking, was. you know, when they whisked Laura away, you know, was mm. this where she ended up? Did they, you know... Yeah. Wipe her mind, give her these other because obviously we've seen they can do that with you know what what they did for you know Dougie. Uh, uh, so did they like wipe her mind and give her these other this other life? Yeah, it's it's almost like she's now the Dougie and he needs to or you know when when Cooper was you know brain dead and they were trying to wake him up and we kept saying I'll oh, wake him up. He, that's what he's trying to do for her. That's what it kind of right, felt. Like. That, that's I mean, what I was thinking. She's not as zombified obviously as he was, but that, that kind of idea. And so she's like, well. Honestly, traveling with an FBI agent right now might actually help me out. So yeah, sure. And she just kind of like, yeah, let's do that. And so like, I'll go and get some things. And he comes in, and then that's when Cooper notices there's a dead guy sitting in a chair, and there's like an assault rifle, like on the floor, and white horse statue on the fireplace. Yep. So uh, most interesting to me. Yeah, it's almost like the white horse has something specifically to do with with Laura in a way. Um, it is, isn't it? Which makes me think about episode eight a little bit. Oh, well, remember we heard we heard the white horse at the end of the episode, we did. Yeah. right? And and again, I know the age that we've and in canon, the age for Sarah Palmer doesn't quite add up to be the girl, but I feel like at this point she kind of has to be. Look, all I'm gonna say is, if you know we're hearing it as Judy and Jow Day, but you know before that we're referring to it as Babylon. From mm-hmm. that, it's possible they've changed some details you know that that maybe that's no longer fully canon there was actually other little bits of details that didn't quite add up from the book right so maybe that's no longer fully canon like it was at the time but you know, well, okay, actually some people are given the ending of this or speculating that it is canning in one way just not it, it, okay <laughs> no, that, that's things fine. change i guess you know we've yep. seen things so, do change but no we heard that horse and i'm just thinking I and mean, then the first time we've seen the horse in the in the main show, it was when uh, Maddie was about to be killed, and it was the horse appeared in front of uh, Sarah. In front of Sarah, and I, I'm just wondering, like, is, is like, is, is the horse like the spirit animal of, of of like Laura to like warn them that something bad's happening? Is that why we hear the horse at the end of episode eight? Because because uh, Judy has just infected Sarah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know because. But yeah, so so again, there's, there's stuff to piece on it. And I'm thinking, is this Billy? Is someone in here Billy? What's who's, who's this Billy asshole? 
but she comes out and she's like, oh, have you got a call? And I love how Cooper like is concerned about what's happening, but he's like, oh, no, I need to, this is more important. I need to get she's her like, Not yeah. now. Uh, and she's like, oh, I need a call. And she's, she, again, she's being very friendly and in a kind of different way to, again, she, even she even she gets to play a different version of her character that's completely different, has her own mannerisms and all these different things. She's played a few now, hasn't yeah, she? Yeah, slightly different accent, of course. Yeah, she did, she got to do it before anyone else did. She got to play Maddie. But, yeah. so she goes with them and they get, they get in the car. And of course, uh, I don't know if this means anything, but she says, oh, I don't have any food here. Oh, I'll buy food on the way. Uh, and she's like, oh, great. And they go, I, I don't know if I'm reading into that too much. Yeah. Maybe, is it like a, oh, I can, like, you know, you know we make up the plan as we go along. Things yeah. aren't set in stone. Yeah, so it was really interesting, you know, the, the phone's ringing, but they just ignore it. They don't even reference it, they just let it ring out. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And it makes you wonder, was that a warning? Like, Yeah, was that someone trying to get a hold of them? Like, you know, yeah. maybe someone who knew Cooper was there. Yeah, because obviously she's ignoring that you, you think, in the scene because oh, the trouble that's related to this murdered guy in her room, and she doesn't want to deal with it. That's why she's going with Cooper. But, yeah, like, is, is this someone from, like, is this the fireman trying to get in contact with Cooper to say, hey, things aren't right, it's not worked out? Yeah. So, in the car, and I want to say, we get a lot of driving scenes here. Uh, we over next, do. Um, and there's a little, little, little bit of dialogue, but not a whole lot. There's a lot of Again, headlights in the, the night road. Although it doesn't feel this quite the same as it did with Doppelcoop, there's a slight difference to it. Again, something I found was interesting. You know how I mentioned earlier where when it was Cooper, you could see the hood, mm. but when it was Doppelcoop, you couldn't. Here, it cuts between it, so sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. Interesting. Again, this idea that it's a bit of both. Yeah. Uh, what I will say about here is Lynch does like earlier on when Diane seen herself outside the motel. Pure atmosphere. Here, all this driving stuff, nothing but atmosphere. Like there's a, there's a extended little moment where where uh, Laura thinks, and I'm saying Laura, but you know what I mean, Carrie, whatever. Yeah. She thinks they're being followed, and even Cooper's kind of looking ever so often. He he because he looks first, and that's what yeah. sets her off. And it's just this, this, these headlights. And obviously, if they're on a highway, like the car will be going the same direction for a long time. Possibly, it's not that weird. But, but they're paranoid. That's they're paranoid, what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Like... They're concerned. Uh, another shot I loved. There's just they stop at a, a, a gas station. But mm. uh, interesting. I thought you know Judy's diner or coffee shop, but it's a but it is a diner. And then you know the convenience store. Like th- these ideas, these similar things that we've had big themes through yeah. all the all the show. Um, but that one shot of that, that gas store, though, I loved. It was just this big, wide shot. and it just what I lo- sits across the road from it. It sits across the road. But what I love is that the rest of it is so dark. Like Eventually, a car comes past in the foreground and it lights things up. But otherwise, all the lights of this store are the only thing lighting the scene. And it's just this little sort of like almost oval of light surrounded yeah. by darkness. And I just loved it. Like, it's just it's a sense of the night and the atmosphere and how alone they are. You know, they're making this big drive all the way to Washington State. Um, and you go, and hell, even uh, maybe I'm just going too far with this, but you know the whole idea of the the show dealing with like copies and duplicates and all that. That 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 very question. Oh, it's in Washington or oh, DC? No, Washington State. The idea, that even yeah. like the US has this thing where you have to always kind of like you assume DC usually, but no, no, Washington State. Yeah, is the you other have one. To, it depends on context of what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, obviously, it? if you're talking about Seattle, you know where you're going, but like, yeah, if you just say Washington, often you'll probably think DC first rather than yeah, the state. you have to, you have to specify. Yeah, um, so no, great stuff. One shot I really liked when they were in the car. I, I think it's after the headlights, 
scene, or maybe during. One of the shots I really loved it. It was a it was a side view of the car, which we've we've not had a lot of in this this show, mm, right? You're right. And the way it was framed was very interesting because Laura was it was Laura's side, and she was right at the end. If I use my my box here, my frame, right? Laura was way over here, and then the, the, most of the shot was actually the back seat that was empty. Yeah. And it just sat there for a little bit, and I thought again. Who is who? Like, are we the invisible person in the back seat? Who is the the voyeur in the back seat? You know, even yeah, if, like I like say, this back seat camera is very. Like, it's just there's always a feeling of a presence there, isn't there? Yeah, whether there actually is or not, like, just the idea that, I mean, maybe there is like an actual literal lodge presence, kind of keeping an eye on them, but maybe there isn't. Maybe it is just that this idea of they feel that there's always someone behind watching. Like I say, you know, that, that paranoia. Yeah, or or maybe it is a meta thing where it's no, this is us. We are the ones in the back seat. Yeah, you know, being really intent and like paying attention to what's going on, because, but but no influence. We just watch. Yeah, we're just watching. Yeah, um, but again, I just I really like that shot. There was just a lot of good stuff, a lot of atmosphere building. I think, despite what you want to say about this episode, uh, what people maybe have problems with it, I think in terms of direction and like setting the mood. Oh, it's it's, it's you know unparalleled. Probably the best mood setting it's had like all season. Maybe the whole show. Just saying something. Yeah, like but it's is is goddamn eerie. Uh, and you really feel like you're out in the middle of the night, and of course, like they get into Twin Peaks, and like, you'll even see the sign at this point. You see it, you see it earlier on, like in episode seventeen when Cooper. Yeah, came when Cooper. Do you only get a quick flash of it? Yeah, it's a quick flash. Yeah, you thought it made more of a moment out of yeah, it. Yeah, not enough to see what the population is now. Yeah, that's true. I was uh, disappointed at that. I have to go back and freeze frame it because there might be some important uh, details. I think they were moving too fast. It was too blurred because of the because you just yeah. it wasn't in focus. Yeah, that's fair. But anyway, so. So the because they, they go across the bridge and I remember this bridge because this is the bridge that Renette Pulaski walks across at the start of the show yeah. when she's uh, when she appears like you know not dead and she's walking across this bridge where they find her uh, and I recognise the bridge and then they actually go around the double R diner yeah and I was like oh this is weird but what I thought was really interesting is that a it's night time so it makes sense but it's closed it's like you know it's after opening hours it's it's done it's, it's empty it's dark and I thought you know better meta we're at the end it's you know we're, we're done here. Yeah, we're done here. Exactly. Uh, but again, it, it gives it this tone because we've never seen it like that. I mean, and I, we actually have. I, I, there were scenes of like uh, Norma's like ex-husband breaking in the middle of the night and fighting the Japanese guy. Like, there was scenes there at night, but... Forgot about that. Yeah, but just, just this driving around it at night when it's shot, and it's this, again... It's just different, isn't it? If, and I will say this about the nighttime scenes as well. It feels very realistic. It really feels like nighttime and how nighttime looks. It is. I think it's something that I feel like in most TV and film, nighttime still it's too bright. It's overly lit, and obviously yeah. it's lit so you can see what's going on. I I get that there is a you know there's a purpose. Yeah, but this feels like it's real. Like you know they're actually in the darkness. They are in the darkness. Yeah, we're in the darkness. Uh, so so they're driving around, and he's like, "Oh, do you recognise anything?" And she's like, mm, "Not really." You know, we get shot at traffic lights like we do. Um, oh, it's worth mentioning that we glossed over it. Uh, the signpost with the six was outside Laura's house. Ah, yeah, of course. Uh, just pointing that out. That was the thing that was there. Uh, so, they pull into her street. And he's like, do you recognise that house? And I said, oh, shit, we're at the house. This is this is the house. And she's like, nah, no, not really. <laughs> Basically, I mean, I can't remember the exact line, but she's like, no. No, no, um, he just says, he goes, do you recognise anything? She says, no. And then he, you know, he goes, that's the house. You recognise it? She says, no. 
they get out of the car. That, that's and it. I, I just want to say, Lynch builds a slow walk to the front door so well. Like, I was just do, on the Do edge. you know the, the moment that I love about this? Even before the, you know, the tension? Mm. He takes her by the hand and he leads her home like he said he was going to. Yeah. It's just such a perfect little touch. Going up, going up the steps. It feels so long, but it's it's so. Again, it's just, Lynch does that thing where it's borderline on just dragging out things too long, but it's just the perfect amount to get to really sink yeah. in the the idea that as they're walking up, like she's starting to feel worried. Like, why am I here? What is this guy wanting me to do? And he's like, "Oh, this is the end. We're finally here. We're finally going to do what I was supposed to do." And again, kind of Mulholland Drive when they you know chap in the door, and this random woman opens the door yeah also definitely reading into it too much but he, his knocks he does in sevens the motel room that they stayed in was also room number seven just just in case seven i, I don't know why why seven would be important but well, it was all sixes before it was all sixes and then this is you know because he knocks is, is, is that a, a saying the six outside of laura's house is saying that she is from your world oh yeah or your be. timeline you know yeah um, like if they're world six fact, and this is world seven yeah, what if all these loops, like we said it's been looping and he's done this before, what if this is literally, like the world that we've been in the whole time was the sixth version of Twin Peaks? It, it could be, couldn't it? Yeah. If this, if this is the seventh world and this is, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. Or maybe we went too too far with that one. Maybe. But, uh, that's random woman. And she's like, hey, and, and of course, I'm like, how's he going to explain this? He's like, oh, I'm at the FBI. He's still got his badge. He's like, oh, okay, okay, right, okay, that's fine. Right, that's a good enough start. Yeah, he's, he's got a reason, or at least a, a plausible kind of reason to get her to talk to him. It's like, oh, is uh, Sarah Palmer here? And she's like, no, no one loves you but him. Do you know who that is? No. Um, do you own or rent this house? Yeah, we own it. Can I ask who you bought the house from? And she shouts over to uh, some like husband who we don't see, and of course my head's going because we, we never actually do get to see him. We just hear him kind of from like behind the door. I'm yeah, like, is I, that I, Billy? He's very mysterious, isn't he? Yeah, is it Billy? Is it Billy? I bet it's Billy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I kept thinking that every time there was a guy who I didn't know, I'm like, is Billy? Is, it, is, it, is it this Billy asshole? And she asks his questions, and she's like, no, no, uh, it was you know we bought it from this. Did you get the name of this? I did. Previous it's important. Oh, go on, the, uh, Mrs. Chalfont. Chalfont. Why is that We'll important? get to it in a minute. We'll okay. get to the other name. The other name? The other name that comes up in a minute. We'll get there. What's the other name that comes up? Her name. Oh, sure. Okay. Right. So, yeah. So, so then eventually he asks her name. Right? He's basically digging. He's trying to find out, like, oh, here are you. Like, how does this connect to anything? Uh, and what's her name? Alice Tremond. Alice Tremond. So, go on. Why is that, why is that exciting? Those names are important because those two names are both names of one character. That we have seen the grandmother with the with the grandson who speaks to you know maddie and donna and also the woman who gives laura the the painting of the black lodge in firewalk with me oh those my. are the names that those two characters go by mrs tremond and mrs chalfont oh oh dear <laughs> yeah I don't know how to process that. <laughs> no, I don't either. Because obviously they're spirits, but we, we we're still unsure if they're necessarily good or bad spirits. Uh, they don't seem good to me. I, see again. I wonder if this is like—is this literally them in this world, or is this kind of like the whole Sycamore thing, where it's just like the name Sycamore pops up because they are the ones who are like gatekeeping what's here right right I don't, I don't know but i just thought that was very interesting that both of those names yeah. you know 
the previous owner of the house and now the current owner of the house are both this this woman who who has done you know interacted with these characters before well yeah well with laura and yeah not, not cooper but yeah, very very just yeah you because know, like, like, that was it i heard those names I was like, i'm sure those are familiar and, you know, I, had a, I, I think i think agents of uh of judy so it's the same with the jumping man the idea that the jumping man's like watching as cooper goes to see jeffrey's like earlier on <laughs> but that, that you know the idea that or the last episode rather, but you know what I mean, same difference. Uh, it's, you know, the idea that like these agents are all paying attention and like do you know, working on her behalf. That's it, I, like, I'm still unsure, you know, like she gave Laura the the painting at the Black Lodge. Yeah. Was that like a, a trap or was it more look, be aware? Like this is what you need. It's hard to say. I I don't I, don't, like, I, 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 I that's what I mean. I genuinely don't know if she's a good or bad spirit. I'm I'm conflicted. I may have to go back and watch it again and see uh, I, 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 that's one thing. I, I think the entire show and the movie will be a very interesting rewatch with all these themes that I have been added into it. Especially the movie, because I remember when we watched the movie, we thought, okay, that was it was a good enough movie on its own, but we weren't really sure how it played overall. Well, no, I mean, I, I was a bit more positive in the sense that I, I the emotion of Laura's journey right, played right. really well, well for but me. But again, but we felt like it had you know some elements of it was a prequel like we were seeing all these moments mm. but now it feels like okay that was it gave us context for a lot of stuff uh yeah that was critical now yeah no that's that's absolutely fair uh so, so yeah so this woman and she's like, oh is it so cooper of like all right thanks for your time i guess <laughs> is you know basically the response sorry for bullying you so late door shuts they walk down the steps and cooper's like confused he's, he's like what's going on I made the mistake here of checking how much time was left. Because <laughs> I was like... But there can't have been more than, you know, including all the, you know, the credits playing out. Two minutes. Two so it was minutes. exactly two minutes. Right, okay. It was like two minutes and three seconds when I checked the time. And I went, oh boy, we're ending on a big cliffy hanger here, aren't we? Um, and... <laughs> and because I can, because as we were going up to the house, I thought, oh no, so we'll get this ending. She'll confront Sarah, who's, and it will drive the evil spirit away. And, and, and then it wasn't Sarah, and you were like, what, what's going on? Yeah, but I thought if, if that's what played out, we could have ended there. We didn't really need to, to have them go back. We could have maybe had one shot of like, Cooper going back to Twin Peaks and maybe just setting up the idea, the hopeful tone that, oh, hmm. there's this, like, you know, things will be okay after this, maybe. Um,. But so, so he's standing there, and he's just sort of, he's distraught, he's looking around, and she's looking around, and they, they kind of stop in the road, like they don't quite go all the way back to the car, and they're just kind of contemplating what's just happened. And I have to imagine what's going through Laura's head this entire time, like, he's said, oh, someone's here, that, you know, he claims is her mother, and, but it's this other woman, and he's confused, and she's looking around, and she's looking up at the house, and I have to, you know, I had to laugh a little bit, because Cooper then looked over and goes, what year is it? And all I could think was Jumanji in my head was uh, him, him screaming, what year is it? Uh, but I was like, it's a good question. Because one of the things I noticed actually in the, I think it was the motel room they were in, the TV was an old TV. I mean, admittedly, a lot of motels still uh, use old Yeah, TVs. that's why I don't think I questioned it too much because yeah. it was a, a motel. And, but I find it really fascinating. Laura doesn't answer him. Like, mm. she, she doesn't give an answer. D- does she know? Or is she like, hang on, what year is it herself? Yeah she, she never, yeah, she never answers. And I wonder if it's... You could almost read it as, like, it's just a stupid question. Why does he not know what year it is? Like, who doesn't know what year it is? <laughs> like, you know, 
Right. It's a fairly. It's a back back in the original Terminator when Kyle Reese grabs puts the cop up against the wall. He's like, oh, what's the date? And he's like, you know, whatever, fourteenth October, whatever it is. And he's like, no, no, the year. And the gap's like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, because it's, it's, it's a strange question. It is a strange question. And it's like, wait, are, yeah, are we too far in the future? Is that what happened? You shot into the future and like, you know, people have bought the house and like Sarah's somewhere to be found and like, but that's almost too simple. Like, that's just too simple. Well, I mean, well, let's finish this scene off before we get to this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just going through sort of my, my, my thought process right, as okay. it was, you know, unfolding before we got to the end. Yeah. And uh, Laura turns around and she gives the Laura Palmer scream. You you hear something from the house though, don't you? You hear a noise, like a voice. Mm. I didn't I didn't make out what it was saying or anything like that. But you can just kind of hear it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and replay that like multiple times. But she she turns around and she gives the scream, and her head tilts the exact same way that the famous you know back in the season two finale, that famous yeah. scream where she tilts her head and screams and. Man, that, that woman can scream. She like, can deliver a hell of a scream. And, and it's it, scary. Like I said, never fails to and, cut terror straight into my heart. And the funny thing is, is that I don't think she's ever looked more like herself like when she was in the original show than when she did that scream. No, you're right. Because she, obviously she's aged quite a bit. And, you know, she, and, but, you, but you see the scream, it's like, that's Laura. Yeah, you can tell it's her. Like, I, I think before as well, whenever she smiled, I saw Laura in her a bit more. Because I, I think it's uh, almost unfortunate that the, the one who we keep using the image of, like the Laura, Laura Palmer, it's that image. She's probably the one who looks the d- most different. It's not that she looks older than anyone else. She's not, you know, she's not aged badly in that it's sense. It's just because she was quite young when yeah. that was. But so she, obviously she, she's aged more than, say, Carl McLachlan. Sure, but I don't even think it's just that she's aged more than other characters like compared to other characters of the same age give or take it's just that a lot of them still look a lot like themselves even the old okay. years later where she's just stylistically i guess like changed a little bit you know yeah um you know here's completely different all these other things uh whereas you know when i, when I see bobby i'm like no it still looks like bobby here's cut but no that's, that's fair i can still see bobby in him like pretty much all the time whereas she i think has a pretty different look um Whereas when she screams, though, I'm like, no, that's Laura. I see it. I see I see Laura looking back at me. Yeah. And, and of course, lights cut out. Like, you know, the, the yeah. electrical oh, crash. Yeah. The, the electricity goes out. All the, all the lights in the house go out. And then it cuts to black. That's it. And then fades up the still image of... I don't know if it fades up. I don't know if we actually get some movement before it freezes. But uh, it's uh, Laura whispering to Cooper again in the yeah. in the lodge. In the, in the yeah. red room, specifically. And, and, and I'm left with just one question at the end. Is it future or is it past? I don't know. Neither. Okay. Well, what, what, do you think the question is that simple? Is well, that I, I don't know. You know, you know, when he says, you know, what year is it? And and you just you, you go back to, you know, you know, it, it reminded us in this episode again, you know, mm. is it future or is it past? That's, I think that's pretty much how we opened this particular episode. But I don't think that. Like, if it's too far in the future, then they should be much older than they are. And if it's in the past, like before, like her parents ever had that house, it's like, well, it should look much older than yeah. this. It should, you know, it should feel like the... I don't know, the 80s, the 70s, whatever. No, no, you're right. It doesn't feel like a different time period, does it? It doesn't. And I think that's that's confusion. It's this idea of the infinite loop. And that's why I go back to my idea that he crossed over. But he doesn't really... I don't think I don't think Cooper completely understands, though. 
No, he thought he did because obviously, you know, yeah. when, before they were going to cross over, he was talking about it's like a lot of things are going to be different. But I don't think he realised he would be this different. Because it's actually kind of if you go back to what the giant said to him, he said, "Remember these things. Remember Richard and Linda." As if yeah. he's trying to point out, remember and, that and, things. And, are going and, to be and different. you know what you say like that? That's the same way Philip Jeffries said, you know, remember electricity. Hmm. So I wonder, you know, and again, you know, when when Laura screams, the electricity cuts out. It's the lights that go. Yeah, I guess another question you have here is: Does Laura actually remember stuff here at the end, or does she just feel the dread of what's in that house? That's it. Is is it like it all comes crashing back? Yeah, like is it actual memories, or is it just a memory of the feeling? Yeah, kind oh, of thing. So many questions. Too many questions. And the funny thing is, is you know, it, it cut to the credits, and I realised this was the ending. I realised this we were leaving on this, and I, I legitimately leaned forward and said, "He he has more planned, right?" Yeah, like I, that, that's what I was thinking. I was like, "It doesn't feel this, like this a, doesn't the feel end. like an ending." I, and, and I know we were like, "Oh, he'll probably do an ambiguous ending," but this isn't just ambiguous. This is this feels this like is opening up. plot. Yeah. Yeah, this feels like it's setting up, like just how, how tough a, an opponent this Judy is. Like it feels like it's it's setting up for the. Yeah, that's the it. We didn't fight. get to the the Judy stuff. Like it's it's going. Look, this is it. This whole season was telling us, you know, this is what a threat Judy is. But we never we never get to it. And I do kind of hope we get more. And obviously, I'd have said that anyway because I was enjoying it so much. Now, for the record, I actually like this episode a lot, and I like I, I do too. I like everything it does. Honestly, at the end, um, I, I think everything it brings up is fascinating. I, I think it's well directed. Yeah, my, my like problems it? come from more what's not in it. Sure, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. But like, but do I like it as the ending of Twin Peaks? Maybe. Like, I, I don't like as much as I, I do feel like it, it does feel more like a setup. Like it is more like. This and it is kind of like a like because we were kind of hoping for a happier ending. Like you know, Cooper had such a shitty ending at the end of you know season two, and it's it's, it's almost funny uh, that like for twenty five years people hated the the where's Annie or how's Annie cliffhanger, and I wonder like is this better than that for them? Like are they pissed now that it's what year is it? <laughs> and like are we in a different universe? What's going on? Like all these, and but I do like the whole idea. It sets up like no no. Cooper tried to sort of trick reality. He tried to mess with the past. He tried to play God and it didn't work. It's something, you know, it went against him. Right. But at the same time, you're like, but but Cooper doesn't just give up. What else is he going to, what's he going to try now? Like, now that he's got to this point, it's like, okay, Sarah Palmer wasn't there. This hasn't worked the way he thought it was going to. What's he going to do now? What's he going to try next? Because Cooper doesn't just stop. It doesn't. It doesn't. Admittedly, I wasn't really thinking about that in in that sense. I I I was less thinking about that because obviously Cooper's going to do something. Uh, but I I honestly my my own my, my my pure thoughts were no. This is how big an opponent Judy is. This is this is how this is why you can't mess with reality. You think you can do that? You tried, and either you did kind of save Laura and it made this weird timeline. Although that doesn't quite add up to me because why would everyone have have different names and why would you know? Yeah. Uh, so to me it is no this is a different place and or or he did save Laura he did take her to the lodge in one attempt and to protect her and keep her safe from Judy they put her in a different universe and wiped her memory 
So I was kind of playing off, you know, when I said it sounded like a vortex was taking her that mm. time. And it's like whoever took her has put her here and changed her life. Which, I mean, arguably that maybe isn't even the White Lodge. The Judith No, that, that's what I mean. Yeah. Why, would the, why would the White Lodge take her when Cooper was taking her there anyway? Yeah, sure. Sure. So is that where it puts her? It, it takes her memories away and puts her in this other world and gives her this different life. Yeah, and then... Cause then so what we have is Laura vanishes... Cooper goes into the lodge and gets the information. He's like, and then he goes to this other place, right? Yeah. So it's the idea that she's like, no, they've taken her. We need to get her back. Like they, they, they kind of know where she is roughly. They're like, right, here's where you've got to go. Do, do, do you think, yeah, do you think the whole remember 4-3-0, remember Richard and Linda, remember Richard and Linda is remember that this is an alternate world. This is not your world. And do you think remember 4 is that is him saying, remember that's how you come back to this world because it's yeah. almost like Cooper remembers enough that he's like, oh, we need to go and see Sarah. You need to face her. That's what you need to do. But he doesn't remember that he has to come back through to the right world first. Right, and again, remember electricity. You know, like, the way that, that that's kind of what... That, that, that's what got him out of being Dougie into being Cooper. Can it work again? You know, can the, the idea of, you know, the, the... We saw, you know, when, when they made the new Dougie, it was electricity that was the spark of life. Is is that mm. what it needs? You know, is is it, is it electricity that can spark Laura? But then I have to come back round to like, he failed again. He did. Like he got to the end and he it, looks broken. You know, when he's down on the ground, like and going and then looking up at the house, it's like oh, he he's defeated. It's like he thinks he's learned his lesson and he thinks he's got the right plan this time, and then sure enough, it's not worked. And to an extent, even Gordon was kind of in the plan. Like his garden, like he didn't, he didn't know what he was going to do. Certainly, he didn't know anything that happened once he was in the lodge. But certainly, you know, he brings up that conversation where Cooper said, "Oh no, if I ever vanish like the others, like you know, you got to come looking for yeah, me. Got to come look for me." Blah blah blah. And you know, again, the old idea where uh, Diane, like when when Diane realised she was fake and she texted the coordinates and said, "I hope this works." Like, is that a memory from the real Diane hoping this plan works? This plan to go and get Laura yeah. to save the world or at least get rid of Judy so she's not in the world anymore. Is that why everyone's so sick? Is that why the darkness is spreading? Is because Judy's out into the and, world. And it'll be why, why Twin Peaks seems worse than everywhere else because, because that's that's where the, Judy is. The, yeah, that's where the epicenter, yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is making sense. All this is really... It, just, it does kind of feel like if this is the story that's been set up and this is where it's going... It does kind of there's, feel like this is. There's more story to tell, doesn't it? It does. It, it genuinely does feel like there's more, and I almost wonder if like that was maybe always the plan to tell more, and maybe he planning uh, keeping keep his cards close, you know, going yeah. look, you know, this is the end, but but now once we've got this out, it's like okay, maybe maybe there is because before this started, I was like, no, this is the end. This is a one and done. We're going to be done at the end of this. Like, be thankful we're getting what we have, and if we never get any more, I'll still be thankful and <laughs> like I'll still like it. And right, still... this is still you say, oh sure, it's another cliffhanger, but this is still more than you had anyway. Like, and it's more than you could have got. But it does, it does, it genuinely feels like it's setting up the next part of the story. It genuinely feels that way. Because I was ex- I was expecting ambiguous. I was expecting like a oh what just happened? Let's think about it and try and figure it out. I was expecting that kind of ending. But this was like everything we can possibly figure out points to no. You've set up the villain for the right. next story. This is you know you said oh what just happened? That was the feeling you were expecting, and I think this wasn't so much what just happened, more what comes next. What's well, both? 
It, it's both, you know, in some aspects, but, you know, like, we're, we're questioning... It was our, but... it, come on, that last scene was hardly straightforward, where anyone who wasn't thinking about it was going to follow no, what no, was happening no. in it. But, it. but it was, to me, more, it was, what, what happens next? You know, like, how do they continue this fight? How do they, you know, even, even though you, you're thinking about, you know, okay, what, what just happened? You're trying to analyse it. We're doing that old Caesar, going, now oh, what just happened there? And then it ends on the freeze frame. The credits is the freeze frame of the whisper. What is Laura whispering to, to Right, because... We never found we, out. We, we always thought it was, you know, her, you know, saying who who killed her. No, no, no. I'm talking about the, the new one this season. Oh, the new one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, that's what we end on. We end in that that shot. Yeah. And we see it again in this episode at the start. And it begs because you know at the start, you know, when Laura vanished in that, you know, that second episode, mm. whatever that was. Where, where did she go? Back here. Yeah, is, is, is it as simple as that? Is, is it she told him this information and then she went here? Or is there more to it? I don't know. Well, I think she's always, like, if we're going with this theory, I think she's always there. And I think when she sees him in the red room, that's that's her dreaming. Like, like kind of like when, mm. when Cooper went there before he went into the, the red room. Right, okay. He would have the dream and he would be there. I think that's, like, that's why she's only there once in a while. <laughs> she, yeah, she's we, are, we are living in the dream. Like, and, and the red room is kind of the dream, so to speak. Yeah. But let's talk about we are living in the dream. We are the, we are the dreamer who dreams and then lives in the dream. But who is the dreamer? Let's talk about that sentence. <sighs> yep. Because you're like, okay, after this, is Laura the dreamer? Because let's say it's not an alternate reality. Let's say it has been wiped, right? Let's say the original Twin Peaks timeline has been completely corrupted and it's gone. Yep. Is Laura dreaming of it? Or giving the last well, last week's episode, is Audrey the one dreaming of it? Um, you know, because she wakes up, she she imagines this Twin Peak world. She, she, I mean, I can't explain Billy exactly, but she imagines this Twin Peak, she imagines her dance, she imagines that moment and getting to do it again. But then she wakes up wherever she is. Like, we never see Audrey at all in these last two episodes, which is really weird. It's the one thing that feels super, like, omitted. And yeah. I have to wonder just so that it does kind of fit and it ties in i have to imagine where she wakes up at the end of episode 16 is this world right also you know going back to maybe laura is the dreamer before when she was you know when when she you know she died and you know that all happened she was still in the 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 lodge she was still dreaming she was keeping twin peaks alive but here now she's been taken her mind's been wiped she's someone else Mm. her dream now is she doesn't dream of that so things have changed because of that. Whatever she dreams of now, this new world comes from her. Yeah, just the, the idea that Twin Peaks only exists because someone's still remembering it and someone's still dreaming about it. Which I think you could almost argue as a meta-commentary there on the idea of, oh, the show still existed because the fans kept it alive all these years and then it yeah. got to come back because there was a passion for it, because people cared about it. Because ultimately that's what art is. It only exists because people care. Oh, of course. So, so it's that, meta, that, that whole meta-idea that Twin Peaks... And this show still only exists because someone's still willing to dream about it, uh, and that would maybe take you back to that. You know, we are, you know, we are the dreamer who lives inside the dream, uh, but who's the dreamer? And for them, it is reality. You know, for Gordon and all that, it is their reality, and they are living inside this dream. And I also, I just, I love the idea that Lynch is the dreamer because he is the dreamer that dreams, but he also lives inside the dream as Gordon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can you can look at it literally like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that works, but. Yeah, but and again, like odd, you know, the Audrey line coming back again from the arm. Is is this the story of the girl who lives down the lane? Yeah, the little girl who lives down the lane. 
because because there was a moment actually on the porch at the house when they're talking to the woman where I thought of that line. Yeah, I, I also thought that you know when, when Cooper he looks down the street after yeah. like looking looking down the lane almost. Yeah, like is there someone else down the lane? Uh, like who else lives in the street? Kind of thing. Yeah. Like, uh, and we know Audrey doesn't live there. At least she doesn't normally. She normally lives. She, she didn't live there. Yeah. Uh, so it makes it makes you wonder. And I, I like that line coming back up. Like, it, is the idea that Laura stopped dreaming of Twin Peaks, but Audrey still does, and that's where this weird like mix up is happening. Where she says, like, is this the story? Because she, she obviously we keep seeing her being very confused. Right, mm. she's very, very confused, and certainly, at least her parts of Twin Peaks, all her scenes were inside a dream, or something akin yeah. to a dream, right? And she wakes up, and it's like, well, she's also trying to remember Twin Peaks and dream it, but with Laura gone, it's only her weird version that's left because she's not mm. aware of what's. Got. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to piece it together. No, no, I, I get what you're saying. Like Laura was kind of like the anchor. Yes, yes. And 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 with her gone she can't connect to Twin Peaks as it was and it's just this distorted memory but the memory plays tricks on her. It's not quite it's not the it's not the real version. It's this twisted, you know, altered memory whereas Laura's is more of a, a pure. So, yeah, so so is the Twin Peaks that we see that's sick, all these scenes in the roadhouse that feel off that if they're all belong to Audrey, are they all set after this episode? This is what's left of the original Twin Peaks. Is this corrosion? Is this this worse version? It could be. I, I don't know. No, I don't. <laughs> this is it. Like we we've had no time to process this. We're kind of going doing this on the fly. Yeah, well, I, I think in terms of pure reaction, it's worth doing that. Yeah, it, it's 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 kind of nice that the the only and the first and only time you've really got that is is for this last episode where where it matters most. Yeah, yeah. Um, just a, you know, just like a sort of small little thing. You know, when you get to the end of the credits, you know, you have the uh, the the frost and Lynch logo. It was silent. Yeah. Yeah, that normally has an electric noise, doesn't it? Yes. I thought so. I just thought it was really interesting that you know, as the electric had cut out. And Laura, you know, like she'd killed all the electricity, and they took it off their logo there as well. Is that another way to read the end, end of the episode, though? Let me think about it. Right? She screams, the lights go out in the house, and then the entire world goes dark. Did, As, she, did she? Did her remembering kill this world? Yeah. Did her remembering reset everything back to normal? It doesn't feel like a hopeful ending, so I'm not inclined to sort of think that. No, but the idea that she killed this world by remembering the reality. Yeah, and the electricity is actually out, because this world they're in just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, because that's it. The electricity cuts out in the house, but then it cuts to complete blackness. The whole world cuts out. Yeah. It's not a, a fade. It is you know quite a sharp cut. Yeah. So, is, is that, if you want to be hopeful about the ending, is that what just happened? That her remembering... Like, flip it. It's not the real Twin Peaks. It's a dream. It's this world. It's a dream. This is Laura's dream. This is her like fake reality she's in that she's been manufactured. So they're making in. her dream in the same way that you know you were saying that oh they're making Audrey dream those things last yeah. week. Are they making her dream this to keep Twin Peaks away? What do you mean? You know, like because. You know, Judy's in Twin Peaks. You know, she wants to be safe. You know, so they keep it from existing. You know, you can't interfere with it if if she's there. Judy's there doing the thing. 
Cooper can't interfere. So making Laura, you know, when they take Laura uh, from Cooper, right? Put her in. But you're saying the good guys world. have done this? No, no, no. I'm saying right. Judy, Judy did it, like, to keep Twin Peaks away, like, off the map, so to speak, their version of it. Because Cooper can't come and stop Judy if he can't get to Judy. Oh, right? Right, okay, right, okay, okay. I kind of see what you're saying. Now, what, what I'm saying is this this new reality is the dream that they've kind of manufactured to an extent for Laura, right? And she's yeah. living inside the dream, right? And her realisation at the end that this is the dream is what wakes her up. It, yeah, so it's the equivalent of when Audrey stares in the mirror. Kind of, yeah. She realises what this place is and she wakes up, right? And that's that's why the world dies because it doesn't exist anymore. There's no reason for it to exist. Now, it doesn't quite explain what was going on with Audrey. However, I suppose you could say that the whole point of the Audrey stuff was to set up these ideas and set up that this is how this kind of works and this is what happens. And, mm, could be. Uh, but it does kind of feel tangential at that point a little bit. Like it, it feels like there's, again, it feels like we need more to understand the Audrey stuff still. Yeah. Like, again, like that was the first seed of a story that we haven't gotten to yet. I, well, maybe not. Like, I don't know. Because I, I think there is value here in what I've just said in the sense that oh, yeah. it, it sets up this, this, this core idea. It's like the idea that both Laura and Audrey are doing the same thing. Because what if Audrey is dead? No one ever mentions her in, like, you know, Twin Peaks. Like, Ben never no, they mentions don't. her. R- Richard only mentions her in the past tense that, oh, my mother is Audrey Horn. Like, you know, he's asked the, he answers the question, who is your mother? Audrey Horn. I can't remember. Does he just give the name? He didn't say her... Because he says her name... Did he say is or was? I think he just says the name. I think... I, think, right. I, I don't remember... There definitely wasn't past tense. I, don't, I would have definitely noticed that yeah, at the time. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm uh, thinking. I think it's just, oh, who's your mother? Uh, Audrey Horn. I think it was just mm. those kind of that kind of sense. Um, and it's like the idea that like Audrey's also in her own world for whatever reason. Uh, yeah. And she's realising she's not really where she's supposed to be. And I think that sets up thematically the same things happening with Laura, where she's in this fake world where she's not really supposed to be. Um, now, admittedly, again, it still feels at like the start of something. But I do think there's enough there that if you're reading into all this stuff that you can kind of build what the ending is. You can build an ending if you want to. But I, I think... Well, no, I, it's, I think... it's there. It's not that it's not there, though. It is there. No, it is there, yeah. You, you, that's a really negative stance on it to say you can build it if you want to. That makes it sound like it's really. No, fun. no, no. I mean, like, if you want that to be your ending, there's enough there that you can have that as an ending. Yes. But but the, but when I say you want to, it's like you can choose for that to be your ending, but it doesn't have to be. It's not about choosing. It's about believing. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, I, no, no, I, don't, uh, I don't like I don't like the idea of just choosing what the ending is. That doesn't feel right. Like, no, I, 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 I didn't yeah, make no. it. It's about what feels right. What feels. What, what does it feel like the world's set up, and what feels satisfying as a conclusion? That's yeah. what picking the right interpretation for you, I think, really means. And I think Lynch is a fan of interpretations, and no, like no. he he's he's dead set against doing audio commentary tracks. He doesn't like doing that sort of stuff. He in fact he doesn't even like putting chapter select on his DVDs and Blu-rays because no. he he sees that as you know, infringing someone upon... might not view it as part of a full whole. Yeah, the art, yeah. like the art's gone if there's chapter uh, select. Just, just, um, you know what you said there, like you know, you 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 believe which one, you know, the, the satisfying ending for you, you know, which ones are satisfying. And satisfying, and, and satisfying does not mean the happy ending and the good ending. No, but that's what I think. For me, like I, 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 I'm fully. Well, I wouldn't say fully, but I'm more inclined to go with you know this world 
it isn't, you know, that that ending, you know, it wasn't her shattering the world, perhaps, you know, you know, they, they, they've still got to go on. I wouldn't say I would be satisfied with that as the ending of the story, as a conclusion, but it's still the ending that I think of for me. It's the ending until it isn't. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's technically true. If, if they announce another season, if they announce something... Uh, and Showtime said they're they're up for it if David Lynch wants one. And do, do you think they'll fight him on how many episodes this time? They might. Um, the fact is, though, is that, like I, I'm not sure. Like I know that the viewing numbers weren't that great, but the buy, like the subscription rates, were up. So I'm not sure. In terms of negotiating, like who has the upper hand here? Like, does he have the upper hand because the, the buy rates were skyrocketed for like seven all, You also got to remember it's it's kind of like the most Showtime's been talked about potentially. Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, Dexter was pretty popular, but yeah, it's definitely. Uh, right, yeah, but when did that finish? Now, so, I can't five, remember. Six years ago, something like that. Right. Anyway, so this is another one that kind of goes, "Hey, maybe Showtime can do something." You know, it's one of those that you know, you know how like how we felt after hmm. after USA came out with Mr. Robot, and we're like, "Huh, maybe we need to pay attention to to USA now." That doesn't make me feel like that though, because it's this like this was specific. This was a David Lynch thing. Like, For us, I agree. But you know, to to people who maybe weren't as into necessarily David Lynch, but watched it because Twin Peaks, and maybe them they they saw Showtime. I don't know. I, I feel like the people who were into this because it was Twin Peaks might, and not David Lynch yeah. probably hated this season quite a bit. So that's a fair point. Yeah. Um, no, I'll tell you this: I was not prepared for whatever we got tonight. And it definitely was not anything that I could have predicted. <laughs> um, no, you know, I, I I definitely had more scenes in my head where Cooper was sharing a a donut with with Hawk and Andy. Or I, I think that's things. probably one of my biggest problems. I say problems again. It's you know the stuff that wasn't there, where many characters didn't really get any sort of conclusion. Like I get it where we with the main story being ambiguous, but it it seems really strange to me that. That Janie E gets a conclusion, but no one else does. I wouldn't say no one else does. Uh, Ed and Norma got a pretty fitting conclusion. Uh, yeah, they did. I mean, in this episode, As did no Nadine. one else gets it. Uh, I, th- I think most of them already happened, though. I feel like. Do you? Uh, yeah, well, Bobby. I mean, he had. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobby had his. Yeah, you know, he found uh, his. Uh, yeah, his father, like all that stuff. Uh, and even the little moment here where you like, you know, your, your father knows about what's going on. Like, I felt like mm-hmm. it was the capper on that. To, to okay. an extent, okay. you know, Lucy and Andy sort of became important. They had their, you know, Lucy especially <laughs> like figured out cell phones. That was her arc, if you want to call it that. You know, what, what about people like Shelley, Shelley, and, and Becky? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I feel like I, I didn't get any conclusion to their story. No, you've you, you got a fair, fair argument. I'm just trying to think about the last time. Because Shelley's seen Ed and Norma. She was happy about that. We did see her have that phone call with Becky where she, like, I'll oh, come over, we'll talk about it, I'll give you some pie, and, like, everything will be okay. There was kind of a... Yeah. It doesn't feel like a conclusion. It, In it the doesn't... Same way, that, was, that was part of the same scene as, you know, the Ed and Norma stuff, like you're saying. Yeah. I feel like I'm... Missing the end of that. It's it's the things that aren't here that I'm noticing that I'm like okay. But again, 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 you can read into this and actually, because think about it. The whole the whole thing was that Norma seemed like she was repeating her old mistakes, and Shelley was kind of going down a similar path. Maybe the, the the message there is that eventually, 
she will just kind of be like, oh, you know what? I I love Bobby. That's just you know. I I, I get it, but like I th- I think it's there. Um, I, I I see the complaint. Like I do think like some of them definitely get more of a conclusion than others. And do. obviously, Audrey is the the most conspicuous one. Given the ending of the last one, you feel like oh, well, I need more from Audrey. Like you know. Yes, it's definitely that, that 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 he's went for a lot of ambiguity on that, and you know what? That's 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 fine. Uh, we we can speculate that. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty heavily. Um, Audrey did feel missing in the last two episodes. I I don't really. There was nothing else that I felt missing in the sense that I was like, because as much as yeah, you're right. When you think about like where Shelley ended up it's like okay maybe she could have had a bit more of a conclusion but i wasn't feeling as i was watching this like oh i bet we'll cut to shelly in a minute no no that's the thing it's not necessarily a problem with this episode Mm. it wasn't like i I don't know these two episodes i I don't know where it would have been in here like it wouldn't have fit but at the same time i feel like it's more it goes as i look at the season as a whole Mm. where did that go to where was the conclusion to that and it, it wasn't here but it wasn't anywhere else either some had more conclusions than others. I mean, arguably, shitty Steve shooting himself uh, takes him out of Becky's life. So Becky's life suddenly much better. It's better, yeah. Because uh, keep in mind, actually, that that scene happened after we got the phone call scene, I think. But uh, the whole point of that phone call scene was that he'd been missing for days. Yeah. So again, it's like he's gone, and then okay, we'll have some pie, and we'll we'll get over it. I'm not saying it's perfect, but I'm saying it is kind of there. Like if you look at it and think about it, it's kind of setting up like what the new status quo is going to be for them. I guess. I guess that's one of those ones that I'd say it's 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 maybe there, but I'm unsatisfied with that. That's fair. Um, I just don't think I'm that fussed. Like I feel like I don't think any of them are left in such a bad place where I feel like oh no, I'm like you know because certainly most of the main characters got their. It's something as simple as Cooper's saying to Frank, like, tell Harry I asked for him. Like, that's yeah. like that's almost all I need for Frank, <laughs> somehow. But it yeah, is. yeah, Frank, again, he's kind of just been a stand in. Yeah. So, th- th- that one definitely. Yeah. Um, no, so who else? Who else? Tammy, Albert, what happens with them? They don't need more of a conclusion. I mean, maybe, but it, it seems weird that, you know, like the, the whole season, you know, they've raced to, you know, get to Cooper, do all this stuff, and then they get there, and then Gordon goes off with Cooper and Diane at first. And for then, one scene. That's for not one scene. I said it first. It. I said it first. And then nothing. Do they, uh, do they go, okay, yeah, we, we, we did our job and go back to doing other FBI stuff, or do they still have to try and work at this? I don't know. Does it matter? I guess, I w- in a sense, that we spent a lot of time with these characters, and I don't know. I'll, I'll, like, like, I'll, I'll bring it on a date. Like his future seemed like more brighter than it ever had been. Well, that's fair. Like it was setting up, kind of like sort of past this. Like, and Tammy had been promoted; she was accepted into this. You know, the the the, the blue, the blue rose task force. Like all this stuff. Like, um, I think you're looking for like kind of like typical TV arcs where they have like these conclusions where it really feels like the entire season has been giving characters kind of conclusions and some of them have had scenes past their conclusions where they're still functioning for the plot reasons of other stuff going yeah. on but they've yeah. already kind of actually had what their their ending set up is that's fair and I, I, def- I, I definitely stick out on the, the, the Shelley and, and Becky stuff one though that one feels missing f- fair enough I, I like I say so, some are more unnatural than others uh, in a yeah. lot of ways 
Um, it it does. I mean, certainly a lot of the town in general boils down to Cooper didn't win, and because we thought we'd see the town reinvigorated after the darkness has been has been defeated, and it's not happened yet. At least, certainly not on screen. And it does make you think this feels like set up because we've set up how bad this villain is. Um, but it was fun to try and sort of interpret it and sort of think, well, if this is the ending, how is this the ending, and yeah. what, what has happened here that that you know makes it that way. Um, no. Uh, anything else? What, what else uh, was brought up this season that we never felt like we got to, or or maybe we should uh, analyse and look at and say, okay, maybe that's where that fits in. Uh, we, what? we talked about episode eight. We talked about the uh, the identity of the, the girl. Uh, we talked about Judy. We talked about Philip Jeffries. I mean, how he ended up in a, a big, you know, kettle is another thing. I mean, how did Briggs end up being just a giant floating head? I mean, lodge stuff. <laughs> It kind of does explain a lot of it, doesn't it? Large stuff, yeah. Oh yeah. dear. Uh, and that, and of course, we've been over two hours already, and this is the longest one we've done. Not surprised. We were expecting that. Yeah. If anything, I'm not. I'm surprised we didn't even go longer. But uh, I think that's almost because the certainly this episode 18, like the last like half hour of it, it. Once it got to Cooper goes up to that door and it's it's Laura, but she doesn't think she's Laura. It's very linear from that point on. It's very. Following it is, that yeah. path. And and like I say, it's been such a, a long time. Like it's probably a good five or so minutes, maybe longer, just just driving to Twin Peaks. Yeah, it's it's, it's Laura returning to Twin Peaks. Like I say, you know, this the return is is about Laura Palmer. Laura Palmer's return to life, return to reality. And and maybe that's what that final moment is. That's her returning to being Laura. Hmm. The question is, was she always hidden there or was she only hidden there after she was stopped from being killed? In like one of these, yeah. Timelines. Was it only after she was taken, or was she always there? Is is a question. Yeah, was she was she always there? That's that's a very good question. I'm, I'm inclined to think after, but I can't be certain. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like they saved her, but she was taken. Like you know, she was whooshed away. Like like we yeah. seen. Like that that was when she was taken and put there. That that's by... what it feels like to me. That's what yeah. where I, I feel is the most obvious and natural place for it to work. But yeah. that that doesn't necessarily mean I'm right. So he goes to see the fireman. It's like, where is she? She's went somewhere else. So remember, Richard and Linda, fourth three O. Yeah, and go from there. Oh, I'd be, be, be fascinated to watch Firewalk with me again after all this, though, because I think that's the one that benefits most in my perspective from from this show existing. Like you know, the original show will you'll look at it differently. You'll view things the way you didn't before. Mm. But I think Fire Me, I understand where it fits as a critical piece of the story now, where I don't think I did before. There's the thing though that I like is that when you watch the original show, you watch Firewalk with me, and you think, okay, you're looking at this differently now than you did before. I don't feel like any of the different sort of viewpoints you're looking at it from are stuff that weren't intended at the time. No, it's just there's new information to you. No, no, what I mean is, though, is that the new information was always Oh, in yeah, the yeah, that's pipeline. what I mean. New information's been revealed to you, yeah. but, but it's it, always it, there. None of it feels added on in the sense that, oh, this was an idea you had years later. It, yeah, all, it doesn't feel like a retcon. Yeah, all, all the core things that have, have added to the, sort of the new viewpoints of, like, we're going back and, like, oh, now they're talking about these things that make us think e- of even something things else. Like, uh, Laura's diary, you know, the pages. Yeah. It feels like, no, no, no that was there. Like, the, these ideas have been in place. 
Yeah, it feels like, you know, you know, the plan was probably originally, season three will have some of this stuff in it, and then when we're doing the movie trilogy that we're planning, or the second and third movie will have some of this in it. And, you know, obviously they've evolved a little bit, and they've, but... Yeah, because you know, yeah, obviously they've had to go, okay, well, we're actually 25 years later now, okay, we'll have to play with that. Yeah, so so that's that's what we've done, and... Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to ask the question if, or answer the question more so. Uh, if I like this season the most out of out of Twin Peaks, because I might. I do. I think it's very different, and I think I love Twin Peaks for what it was. But then this, I, I love how it's evolved, how it's something different, how yeah. it reflects the time, how. You know, it really shows how you know people age, things change. Even though some don't, Lucy and Andy are still Lucy and Andy. But then, yeah, that's a good point. A lot of what this show is is that things do change over the years. Yeah, some things don't, but some things do, and that's that's all right. You got to accept these changes and go with the changes, and you know, go from there. Yeah, and the first thing is, is I can feel the rage from a certain you know portion of the fan base who are just upset that. Cooper was only in Twin Peaks for about ten minutes, <laughs> and and I can understand that because mm. I think you when you you heard about Twin Peaks coming back, that's that's kind of what you were promised. That's what you were sold to this show on. Um, oh wait, no, you weren't promised nothing. Shut no, up. no, maybe not directly. No, that's a lie. Like, you were not okay. promised that. Okay, you you weren't promised that, but you you were under the the impression it was never. You know, they were never gone. Hey, but it's going to be different. In fact, if anyone anyone who's a fan of David Lynch probably assume that it's not going to be anything like we, we think it's going to be. That, that, I mean, that's basically my advice with David Lynch is go unexpected and the unexpected. That is... Right, And but I think the problem here is Twin Peaks has a large fan base outside of people who like David Lynch. Yeah, but I like David Lynch, so screw no, no, them. No, that's what I mean. It's fine for <laughs> I want us what I who want. like that. No, 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 I agree. That's it. It's fine for us who like that and want this stuff. But for the people who like Twin Peaks for Twin Peaks and not for David Lynch... I understand why they're upset. Yeah, but here's 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 the problem, though. Like, it was never going to be. No, I, and that's what I mean. I don't think it should have been. I just I, I understand mean, hell, from their half, feeling. Half the meta, meta commentary we've had throughout this season is how he's talking about. Oh, I'm doing what I want as an artist because it's mine. It's it's my my one takes, my one viewpoint. It's my you know it's his creation, yeah. un, unfiltered vision, and that is what it is. And it's like you know, for better or worse, that that is what this season is, and it's. Oh, I'm, I'm not saying they're right. I'm not saying this should have been changed. Of course it shouldn't. Of course David Lynch should have done what he did and you know done his vision. But I'm saying I understand where I, I, I understand how they feel, where they, they're upset. I get... No, here's the thing though, right? You're, you're telling me all this after the finale and I the reason why I'm fighting you so much on this point is that we knew this one episode in. We really did. We did, yeah. And, uh, but I've, I've said it a few times. I still I get why they're... they're no, but that's the thing. Anyone, anyone who's complaining now, after the whole thing, oh, it never became the Twin Peaks I wanted. Like honestly, after the first couple of parts, you could tell it wasn't the old Twin Peaks. That I, you, I don't you know. Even for even for a while, like I remember when we were saying, oh, when Cooper's Cooper again, he gets back, it'll become more like Twin. We were saying that up to like five, six, seven. We did, we did, because honestly, uh, we, admit, we, eight we could... is eight is absolutely the turning point. Because we didn't know what to expect. That's the thing. So we kept thinking, oh, he's probably going to get back and there'll be some Twin Peaks of stuff. And as time went on, it became quite clear that, oh, no, it's probably not. It's probably not. Because I think as the season went on, we got to the certain point where we said, oh, like, it's probably going to be the final two episodes now. It's probably going to be that double finale is when he's Cooper again. Right, and, just... and I get that. But I get, like, you know, you're saying, oh, why, why'd they stick with it? And it's like, well, probably because they invested six episodes. They waited so long. Why, oh, oh, you know, if, if these are people who had waited 25 years, 
and then they're gone. But it's not what they want. They're, they're sticking with it out of hope. That's that's kind of what the show is, right? Isn't it? It's having hope. <sighs> Misplaced hope, admittedly, in this case. But it, I get why they had hope. It's just hard for me to feel bad about it because I don't. Because I, I went in wanting something David Lynch, right? And, you know, obviously I wanted the Twin Peaks stuff done. You know, I love theorising about all this stuff. You know, I love the original show. We talked about all the things that came up in the original show. And obviously those themes were here. All these things were happening. But it's, ha- it's hard to look at this when I, like, I love it so much. And I love exa- I love it for being different. I love it for all these things. And it's like you're saying, oh, see the opposite person's viewpoint. And I'm like, but why? It's art. I don't have to see the opposite person's viewpoint. We're not well, talking about politics. It doesn't matter. <laughs> But that's my point. I'm not saying feel bad. I'm saying, but I can empathize as to why they wanted it. I'm not saying I feel bad for them, but I get why they understand. I understand why they're like wanted something different. And I'm not saying it again. It shouldn't have been something different. It should have been this because this is what he wanted to do. I will accept. I will accept the desire to maybe have had 17 be the ending, you know, and not have 18. You know, maybe tweak the ending of 17 just a touch, you know. Mm. and have that be the ending i get that argument because you don't want this cliffhanger again you don't want this oh this feels there should be more and we might not get it i get that um even though i do love this last episode and i love a lot of the ideas that it brings in and all the like yeah. I, I love what it does uh even though i understand that complaint um but if you if, but for the people who don't like any of it and the people who think oh it's just been a big waste of time and it's all these other things and i just get over it because i love it <laughs> very selfish if you stop complaining well this is this is the thing though right here's my opinion this is just to go into a sort of wider topic about this right the most boring art is the one that the most people like the reason why something like this is so painfully good to a portion of people is because it is unfiltered and it is you know, it's it's not trying to appeal to the lowest common denominator. It's not trying oh, exactly. to appeal this, to a bunch is, of everyone. This is what we said back in eight. I think we had this exact yeah. discussion where we said this. It, it appeals to the this one sect, and it's purely for them. When you try to appeal to everyone, it becomes watered down. It starts to become this and that, and you get you know your movie franchise fatigue. You're oh, this is the fifteenth Marvel movie, and they feel like they've all been the same structure. And I'm not, I mean, I like a lot of the Marvel movies. I'm just it's the easy thing to use as an example it's like yeah and i i used uh, the force awakens as an example i think last week where i said uh yeah it's, it's that's kind of what some people wanted from twin peaks it was the or oh, the trip down memory lane that does all the sort of similar things with a new coat of paint uh whereas no i applaud this for be- i think one of the strengths of this new season is like, no we're not going to just go do the same thing again we're going to be completely different uh no was it perfect throughout no it wasn't there was a couple of weaker episodes uh you know to a particular uh, creeping in my mind has been pretty Week overall, but um, no, like I, I thought it was imaginative, I thought it was thoughtful, I thought there were times when I was dreading things, dreading things for characters, but just dreading things in general. And I think it achieved this overall tone throughout the entire season of no, the stakes are huge, the stakes are gigantic, there's something dark, there's something coming, and Cooper needs to stop it. And yeah, the ending that he went with was. Yeah, they're too dark, and even Cooper can't stop it. We're all screwed. <laughs> um, you know, I get why that's not appealing, and it does make me think. Oh no, there's, there's more to this. There's, there's got to be more. Like, like I say, it, it it doesn't feel like Cooper could might lose again eventually, but it feels like he's still going to fight from here. There's still fight to be seen. Especially since it's not like Lynch always goes for the 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 sad ending. Like there's there's definitely happier endings in some of his work. It's it's not always 
depressed. Yeah. Mulholland Drive's fairly depressed and admittedly. It's not a, not a happy, cheery conclusion. It's not. Um, but, like, you know, there, there is. And sometimes it goes with bittersweet, sometimes it goes with all these other things, but... But that's um, it. This, this, this one is almost isn't a sad or happy ending. It's just, it's waiting for the next chapter. It does kind of feel like that. It, that, that's how it feels. Again, it's until they say otherwise, this is the ending, whether you like it or not. But it feels like we're waiting on another chapter still. I think this one will age well. I think much like Fire Walk With Me, people hated it at the time. And a lot of people turned around on it as the years went by because they could just look at it for what it is rather than what they wanted out of the it. Ex- what they you know, no, that, that's what I mean. There is definitely a level of that where your expectations are different, so you're upset by what you don't get. I know. I, I think episode eighteen will age like a fine wine. Okay, I is think that, that's quite likely. Let's just look at the other things that are on, on play here in terms of other things that it sort of brings up. This idea that Diane is Linda and Linda leaves and don't come look for me, like mm. just that simple idea. Like so, why? Yeah, why? Like, what is she remembering? Is she is she just reverting into this new persona? What about this world? Did, you know when, when she way. saw that other Diane was that yeah. Linda and she almost kind of gets replaced yeah like it's, she's not really standing there she's seen in her head like the other her and she gets she, replaced yeah yeah, yeah. And, and, but maybe like she's seeing she is Linda at that point she's seeing Diane and then when Cooper comes out Diane vanishes and from that point onwards she is Linda yeah happy happy uh, but there's so many ideas like why that and uh, who, 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 you know, what, what, what was uh, Laura's trouble? Who was after her? Why is there a dead guy in her house? Like, all these things. I, I mean, those ones I think I can just brush off because it's in the same way that Cooper's like, eh, not important. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. not the story. It's just background info. Sure, compared, compared to the other stuff, but it's still like, there's world building there. Like, what is going on? Is it this weird thing where even in this world she she's like a like a magnet for, for all this trouble? For trouble, yeah. I don't know. No, that's fair. So, again, it's just interesting ideas um no i think i think 18 in the future will play very differently depending on whether or not we ever get more or 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 don't i think that will shape opinion on it quite a lot even if we don't i think it'll age well okay i think it it probably will don't be wrong i think it likely will once you get some some time and distance and look at a bit more objectively it's so well put together and and executed that it's if nothing else it's a massive piece of filmmaking yeah <sighs> i liked it a lot as much as i i didn't feel like i feel like there's supposed to be more it feels like there is set up for more and i would like that more um but again that feels like the end of you know the original season two where it's like oh there's more here and mm. uh, and obviously it, it never quite happened until now and uh, it, but it was it was always like no this isn't an ending there's there's more and I but, kind of feel the same here. It's like this, this is an ending. There's but, more. I don't know if we're going to get it, but there's more to be told. But I want to be clear here. This is not. This is not the same as that stupid X. Uh, not X. X Files. Uh, new season, where they got oh. this new season after a few years, and then it was like this stupid ass cliffhanger that just was literally a cliffhanger in the middle of a story. This doesn't feel like that. This feels very orchestrated. It feels very intentional. Like it feels like the end of a. Ch- well, I say it feels like the end of a chapter. I feel like. 1 through 17 are a chapter and 18 is the start of the next chapter. 18 is the prologue to the next chapter. Maybe. You know, like once they go into the, the other world and it's like, you know, and it sets up at the end, it's like, this is the 
the idea of this is what's to come. This is the prologue of what, what what's planned for and the maybe, future. Maybe it is. Maybe it is this weird, like, 18's this backdoor pilot for season four. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe it is. Or maybe a in, in a way, I'm a something. little bit concerned if it is a backdoor pilot because, as you say, the reaction right now is split. It might, you know, age in a few years and you'd be like, oh, no, we like it now, but maybe that's too late. I don't think it matters what the reaction is. I think it just matters that people are talking about it. From the, the perspective of Showtime, they can all hate it, but it's but being talked it about. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to watch the next one to find out where it goes. No, you're, you're right. No, no one's going to watch this and go, screw I'm not watching it. I'm not doing it. <sighs> I liked it a lot. I liked the season a lot. I loved the season a lot. This, this was my TV highlight for all summer. Like, I was... And you know what? It's been a hundred... I think it was a hundred and five days since the, the first episode of this really that season. long yeah that's how long it's you know 16 17 weeks whatever it's been crazy so i mean yeah it, it's 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 been a hell of a journey I, i've loved it i've loved almost all of it there's been a couple i, 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 I just gonna say like in, in general like what am i gonna do now like the twin peaks has defined this year for me in the sense of you know we started this at the start of this year yeah, and here we are now, at, you know, in September, and it's it's done. So, yeah, three quarters of the year done. It's like okay, that's that's the majority of of my year was defined by Twin Peaks. The first it's for, consistent for the first time in my life, I don't have more Twin Peaks to watch. Right, you, you there's a there's, there's there's an ambiguity. Yeah, I've never whether had that or not before. we'll ever have more. Yeah, I never I never had that before, and oddly, I feel oddly hopeful there might be more. Like, you know, given Showtime, I've said, yeah, we'll do it if David Lynch wants to do it. So, some, some of the cast have said that they'd be up for coming back. And, and... I, like I said, I know, I know David Lynch, he, he, you know, he was kind of talking about this as like, you know, the capper on his work. But it feels like he's left it so he knows that he wants more, doesn't it? It feels like there's a story there. It, you know, because I think one of the, the outcomes that we, I was sort of predicted may happen is that it would be a bit more closed off and it'd be like, okay, everyone's saying, oh, could we have a season four? I'm like, yeah, but if it feels done then why you want us to force it but honestly it feels like no no there is a season four in in mind at least if it ever comes to yeah. fruition is different but it feels like he has in his head ideas for where this is going in the future cooper needs to win i need to see cooper win or or, or at least lose more definitively no he needs to win it's been too dark. He needs to win. It, 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 I mean, he can he can sacrifice himself doing it. He can die doing it. Give, give it the sad tinge to it, by all means. But he needs to save the goddamn planet. <laughs> I need to see it. I get you. I, I think that's that's my biggest problem with this as a conclusion is this isn't a loss. It's not a final defeat. It's it is a, it is a loss. He lost this this battle. It's like okay, what? But it, it still feels like he can he can come back and go where? Where can he go from here? What can he do? Yeah, it feels more like a season cliffhanger than a series finale. Right, the the battle isn't over. He hasn't won or lost definitively either way. So there's got to be more, right? There might not, though. And that's okay. Why not? Yeah. I'm okay if there yeah. isn't. I'll, I mean, I really want it, but I'll be okay if there isn't. If, there, if there's never another episode or a movie or whatever, because yeah, maybe that could be. Like, maybe it's just a movie he's got planned. Like, I mean, I could see them wrapping up in a movie. Like, why not? But. Never know. Uh, if we never get any more, I will love the journey and I will interpret the shit out of the ending uh, into possible endings that, you know, might, might make people happy, might yeah, enrage we, them. We, we must have presented at least six different endings, potentials, just in this conversation alone. 
Um, and as as for not giving like you know more to the Audrey stuff, is that another sign that no, he's got? You know, what was that a trump card almost? Not sorry to use the T word, uh, it's, it's sullied now. But is that you know is that almost like here's a tease of where her story is going? But I know where it is going, and if you want to know, there'll there'll be another season to find out where that goes. Mm. You know, is that kind of partly that? Uh, I don't think the Shelley stuff's like that though. I think that's just also just just side tangent. When you said that there, you know that that, that word was sullied. Mm-hmm. It really reminds me of Futurama, where you know he, he calls someone a douche, and it's like no, that doesn't mean that anymore after President Douche. <laughs> oh, very good. Oh dear. Um, I, I guess we're done. Uh, this is weird. Almost at the end because it's the last Twin Peaks review. But yeah, but but we've got lots of other stuff to watch and and discuss. We do and... actually. Yeah, that was that was something uh, I I was sure that I wanted to do at the end of this because I feel like a lot of people probably found us through Twin Peaks. Have probably just been watching us through Twin Peaks. I mean, I tried a lot of stuff, uh, but I think it's probably worth mentioning other shows that are coming up soon that we'll be covering that you know fans of Twin Peaks might like or might fill the void or whatever. Um, so first and foremost, I think the obvious one is Mr. Robot. Yeah, it's it's coming up in in October. We're very excited. We've been, we've been watching one and two. Obviously, we covered all those. But yeah. um, well, one's a bit weird because one was before we were really what we are. Because yeah, funnily yeah. enough, I think season two of Mister Robot, our reviews for that are kind of where we became like our reviewing style kind of became what it is through that season. We started with a bit shorter videos, and then it kind of developed over the course of the season. And then by the season finale, of season two, where we're doing like a almost a full hour like interpreting things and yeah, and I think most that. shows of that caliber we typically talk you know 40 minutes to an hour on a, on any average episode yeah that mr uh that westworld um handmaid's tale as well earlier this year we did that obviously uh, we've been doing uh the leftovers that that's got a similar level of discussion yeah that's, that's a legacy show that but yeah, I, yeah but I, just in, i'm just thinking that those sort of that style of discussion I'm, I'm just thinking of stuff coming up so we got that we got black mirrors coming up soon we don't have an exact date for that but that is coming up later this year uh those are those prove very meaty in terms of discussion, interpretation, and analysing what the things are about and whatnot. Uh, of course, if you up. like the you know the, the Stranger Things, we have Stranger Things. That was atrocious. I didn't even mean that. I just kind of said it accidentally. That's coming up. Uh, speaking of Netflix, that Mindhunter show's coming up yesterday. David Fincher produced, uh, you know, crime uh, serial yes. killer thrillers coming out. Um, and then we also have a couple of other things here or there. A new Star Trek show, of course, but very different. That's obviously, good, I imagine, much more light than uh, Twin Peaks is. But... Lighter than Twin Peaks, but probably more than, than what we're expecting from Star Trek. Yeah, it seems like it's probably going to be the darkest Star Trek show yet, which, you know... Yeah, and they're talking about being really serialised, so there might be stuff to you know really dig into on that. Yeah, very possibly. Um, and I'm sure there's other stuff that I'm, I'm uh, forgetting. I mean, once we get to next year, we'll have, you know, Better Call Saul. Oh yeah, yeah, that's after Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Better Call yeah, Saul, Westworld, Expanse, yeah, all that stuff, uh, and of course, actually, the Deuce, which uh, the first uh, review is already up of that, but that's uh, from the creators of The Wire on HBO. So that's that's just about to start properly on the tenth of September. So we'll be reviewing that. Uh, so that's just all the kind of sort of the bigger, meatier shows that we'll be talking about over the next little while. Um, there's probably more that we've forgotten. Probably, and there's probably going to be ones that come out of nowhere that we didn't see coming. Uh, but that is what's coming up. In the next little while, so you know, if you've been enjoying these Twin Peaks discussions, uh, you know, see if any of those shows are, you know, because maybe you've not tried any of them. Maybe one or two of them might be uh, your kind of thing, and give them a give them a try. So, uh, so no, I guess with that, that is. Uh, well, I mean, thanks uh, for everyone who stuck with us throughout this entire season of Twin Peaks. 
Uh, thank you very much for you know being with us the whole time. For anyone who's been with us since our pilot review of Twin Peaks in January, uh, or if you found us you know somewhere in the middle and went back and started from the start, you know thanks. Like come on, like yeah, that, that's that, dedication. That, that was a journey, uh, and I, I I mean, it must have been entertaining like seeing us theorize things that were completely wrong because you knew already from the future, but. You know, I almost think that'd be frustrating to you know have us talk about something weird. Oh, maybe it's this, but you've already seen. And you're like, like no, shut up, just get yeah. on with the actual stuff. Yeah, but so no, thanks for sticking around. Uh, it's been quite the trip. Uh, let us know in the comments, of course, what you think of this finale, this episode, this season. Uh, do you want more? Do you think there should be more? Uh, all of that. Let us know in the comments. Uh, we'd love to hear. Um, I guess. You, you, you really don't want to win, do you? No, I guess we're done. I guess that's Twin Peaks. I guess, at least for now, death is not an end. It is simply a change. Very nice. And I guess in Laura's case, that was true because she didn't die. She went to this other universe. She changed. <laughs> she changed. Uh, <laughs> oh god, it's been a hell of a ride, hell of a journey. Thank you very much for watching, guys. Keep watching TV. Get guys on patreon.com slash TV if you want to support us and mail underscore fuzz on Twitter. All those usual things I plug at the end. It seems kind of frivolous at this point. Uh, yeah, I, I guess the last one I'd say is come join the Mild Fuzz Facebook group. I can do that. Yeah. We, we really discuss a lot of stuff. Not not just Twin Peaks, obviously, but everything. The fact of everything, there's hardly any Twin Peaks discussion because hardly anyone else there watches it. Yeah, but, but a lot of other TV. I'll let you sad people talk about Game of Thrones, which I just ignore. I mean, it's not as good as this, tell me wrong. I'm not putting that there, but... Also, bloody wasn't, isn't Yeah. That has been the finale of Twin Peaks. This, this two-hour, 40-minute-plus train wreck has come to a close. <laughs> Thank you once again for watching. Keep watching TV. Have you got any vanilla?